0: Right. So, we are doing Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 10, Part 4, this is Chapter 87, we had done till 34 verse in Chapter 87, now this is a very slow verse, uh, you know, slow chapter, so it's going at a snail's pace, so it <laughs> does not matter, so prayer of the personified Vedas is the chapter that we are doing, this is verse 35 that we are doing, so let us continue. Sages free from false pride live on this earth by frequenting the sacred pilgrimage sites and those places where the Supreme Lord displayed his pastimes. Because such devotees keep your lotus feet within their heart, the water that washes their feet destroys all sins. Anyone who once turns his mind towards you, the ever blissful soul of all existence, no longer dedicates himself to serving his family life at home, which simply robs a man of the good qualities. We were last time talking about this particular verse, where I said those who are one with the Lord they are one with the Lord one with the Lord simply translates into a homogeneous kind of a thing now let us say homogeneous means what? now uh, this is a term which we, I was doing early in the morning homogeneous translates into simply water mixed with milk can you separate milk and water out of that? no, you cannot separate the two but if I mix oil with water and i make a solution out of it it will be a turbid solution but you leave it for some time then what happens it becomes separate so i can separate water and oil but can i separate milk and water i cannot now let us say water is equal to the sages and milk is equal to god now when milk and water is mixed together you cannot make out the difference so what you are drinking will also be called milk alone. <clears throat> so, if you look at it from that perspective, you know our, the doodwalas that are that come. Uh, Paki, you will have to mute your. Uh, okay, please mute it. So, now think about it from this point of view. Tomorrow, if you are if you have a dudwala, you know who comes with a kitli to your house, and he is mixed water in your milk. Can you make out the difference? Yes, you will say, you know, I will use the lactometer. No, (laughs) here you cannot even make out the difference. You will think that it is only milk you are drinking. But let us say, you have water and oil mixed together. You can definitely make out because the the oil would be floating on the water. And you can see those, you know, blobs of oil over there. So that is the reason why you can make out the difference. So the sages were one with the Lord. So whatever that the Lord and the sages thought was one and the same, there was no difference between the two of them. So when the sages are one with the Lord, they visit the holy places, they leave behind their essence over there, that is their spiritual essence over there. So let us say when a sage is going inside the Ganga river and taking a bath. Now his body is pavitra, his body is pure. So when he dips his pure body in the Ganga, remember he is one with the Lord. So the Lord himself is taking a bath sort of. And that place becomes purer by the minute. But normal human beings are never one with the Lord. They are like oil and water. They are never one with the Lord. So even if they take a bath a million times in the water, the water is still going to be dirty like it was earlier. (laughs) So so think about it from that perspective. So I hope you understood. Now the sages were one with the Lord. Now one with the Lord simply translates into that one with milk. Isn't it? Milk and water is the same. So now if I say that milk and water is the same and then if I add another object into it which is like a little bit of lemon what will happen to the milk the milk will split imagine you are taking a hot milk and then you are squeezing a little bit of lime lemon in it what happens to the milk it separates out so like i said to you if milk is equal to god and water is equal to human beings you know the sages i have put that squeeze of lemon in it which is marriage or wife, or children, or whatever that is, home life, what happens to that milk? The milk separates out into solid and liquid. So liquid will be water and the rest will be solid. And the solid is God. So then there is a separation there. So this is what the verse means. We will go to the next one. It may be proposed that this world is permanently real because it is generated from the permanent reality. But such an argument is subject to logical refutation. Sometimes, indeed, the apparent non-difference of a cause and its effect fails to prove true. And at other times, the product of something real is illusory. Furthermore, this world cannot be permanently real for it partakes of the nature of not only the absolute reality but of the illusion disguising that reality actually the visible form of this world are just an imaginary arrangement resorted to by a succession of ignorant persons in order to facilitate their material affairs so with their various meanings and implications the learned words of the four uh, your vedas bewilder all persons whose minds have been dulled by hearing the incantations of sacrificial rituals too too heavy for everybody you know so let us try to (laughs) decipher it small small you know Very, very little we will take it let us say the world is appearing real to you what is happening today there are air crashes happening there are you know people getting killed in the malls there are people who are trying to sabotage the country there are wars happening there is all these You know Middle East is so much in turmoil, there are elections happening, don't you think that this world appears real to you? Because you can actually see these things happening in front of you. Now if you are going to see these things happening in front of you, how can you say that they are not real? So to you this material world appears as real, right? Now, let us see from another point of view. If I have to go in outer space, let us say I am sitting on the moon. Now, can I see what is happening on earth? Do you think I will have an idea of... One second now. Do you think I will have an idea of... What is the happening thing on earth? Absolutely none. I don't think I will know what is happening on the earth. The earth will look like a round ball over there. So can I say if I am sitting on the moon that there are elections happening in the United States? No way. Can I say the ISIS is doing something? No way. Can I say what is happening in Indonesia? No way. Can I say what is happening in China? No way. So you will find that if I am sitting on the moon The earth looks like a homogeneous ball. There is no differentiation between what is happening there and what is happening here. But if I am closer to home, let us say I am here in India, there is some problem happening in Kashmir. I will be very much involved and I will say, oh my God, Rajnath Singh has gone to Pakistan and he is under terrible stress over there because his complete blackout of media has happened. But if I am on, in, I am somewhere else where will I see it happen? I won't even know what is happening. Now think about it from this point of view. When I look at God or when I look at the divine how do I see divine? I see divine in a different manner. I go to a temple I stand in front of an image now that image may be of a Shivji or a Vishnu or Jesus Christ or whatever. <clears throat> I stand in front of him I can only see a wooden or a metal or even a stone image. That is all I get to see. I am far away on the moon. I cannot see God in real real terms. I can only see one image. But let us say, if I go closer to Him. Closer to Him does not translate into going nearer to the image. By the way, physically I am getting closer and closer. You know how people do in Tirupati or in you know, Shirdi and all that. I am sure you have seen and They do all the Dhaka bukki and go towards the image and they want to touch it and they want to do all sorts of things. If you go to a Baba temple, you know, Sai Baba temple, you will find that there is one silver colour, you know, padukas kept over there. Everybody wants to touch it. <clears throat> now, what are these people actually trying to do? They are trying to become one with the Divine. One with God. Then what is real in that and what is unreal in that? So if you are far away, you only see one statue. That's supposed to be just a statue. It's unreal. When you go closer and you touch it, you feel the satisfaction. Oh, I have touched the Lord's feet or something like that. But are you still doing that? No. You're still going to get out of the temple. And then you're back in your world thinking about, Oh my God, I got to go and cook. Oh my God, you know what? I have to go to work. At work, I have a horrible boss. I don't know what I'm going to do. Tomorrow, I have to do my submissions. Day after tomorrow, I have to do this. After that, I have to do that. You really think you are ready for it? Becoming one with God is merging inside like milk and water. I just gave you the example milk and water. You merge inside. When you merge inside, then what is felt by the milk or felt by the water is just felt by one only, isn't it? Think about it. If the earth is like a ball, what is happening inside can never be understood by somebody who is sitting on Saturn or you know Venus or Mars or whichever planet he is. He cannot understand. But when you are one with it, you at least have a knowledge about this. So there is this reality on one side and unreal things on the other side. So now you will understand what is permanently real and what is generated reality. (coughs) It is all depending on how you look at the object. Now think about it. Tomorrow, uh, like you have gone to the market and you have got a juice, Tropicana. You have bought a Tetra pack of Tropicana. Now think about it. You are pouring the Tropicana orange juice inside one glass and you are drinking it. Can you get even an iota of feeling of orange being eaten? No. You just feel that there is something which is like an essence of the juice in it and water mixed in it and you are drinking it. You don't feel you are eating an orange. Now let us say you are now in the, just standing below a tree of orange and the orange is very ripe and all. You will open it you and you will eat it and then you feel it. In India, there is one ad going on just now. And it is of this, you know, mango ad. I don't know whether, how many people, and if, if you have not seen, then you go and search it on the YouTube, you will find it. It is called Am Sutra. You know, like Kaam Sutra, it is called Am Sutra. It sounds stupid, but let us see what it says. It is showing a very luscious looking woman like Katrina Kaif. Katrina Kaif, is going and opening a bottle and she is drinking that bottle of mango juice and there in the visual it is shown that she is literally drinking the mango what is the reality in this case the reality is she is drinking a juice and the juice could be off season isn't it there are no mangoes around but yet she is having that juice And she is shown that the juice, the mango is splitting open and the juice is coming out. So the feeling that you are eating the mango comes. Actually that is what the ad is trying to tell you that we are the company. Pepsi I think that is the name of the company which is giving this drink. I don't remember the name of the drink. They are saying I am giving you this juice to drink which actually is as real as the real mango. So, the real taste. Now, this is what is called reality, concocted reality and falsehood. These three things have come into the picture. One, a real mango being eaten. Two, a drink which is making you think like a mango. Okay, I am drinking mango. And the third one is artificial coloring and artificial flavor. You know, you get that mango drink which you make Huh? Put some water in it and stir it and then you drink it and say, ah, this tastes like mango. Think. You, if you want to know in reality, wow, what is the meaning of this? If you have gone to McDonald's or some such type of places where you have eaten French fries, I'm sure all of you have eaten French fries why is it that the french fries that we try to make at home are horrible in taste and the ones which we eat outside are much better tasting <laughs> because there are two things added to it which is what is an artificial you know flavoring flavoring material it enhances the flavor of that particular thing and second is the coloring material that will give you a fresh color look at our chips they are going to look like as if they are dead. You know, they are all, if I hold the chip, it is going to be falling like this. If you look at the chip, which is in all those places, they look so fresh and like, and you feel like, oh, I should eat that. And this is where the problem lies. Artificial flavoring and artificial coloring. Preservatives added in it. So, (laughs) so these three things are there. So one is true, real stuff. Second one is appearing like real and the third one is absolutely unreal. So here he is talking about it may be proposed that this world is permanently real because it is generated from permanent reality but such an argument is subject to logical refutation. People are going to keep on arguing, no 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 this is not real, Ah, come on man it's not real. Right? Sometimes indeed the apparent non-difference of a cause and its effect fail to prove true. And at other times, the product of something real is illusory. Sometimes, you know, I may be telling you the truth. But it appears that I am telling lies to you. I say, you know, there is God. An atheist says, there is no God. And an atheist can say it vehemently. You see, you see all these people, you know. I don't know whether you watch all these, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Neil deGrasse Tyson is a non-believer. He is an atheist. Okay. And uh, the person who wrote the Selfish Gene, uh, I've forgotten his name, uh, uh, Richard Dawkins. Now Richard Dawkins looks in your eye and says, there is no God. And the guy who, who is maybe a priest from the church, the Father in heaven is there and Jesus Christ is there and he talks to you with God is there one person is talking with vehemence and he is exuding so called truth and the person who is truthful is saying Oh, God is there you ask him the question, have you seen oh, No, I have not seen so who is true? is Mr. Richard Dawkins true? or is the person who is their priest in the church or the temple, is he true? One can prove the truth or the falsehood as real and the other can say the truth or falsehood as unreal. You can present it whichever way you want. So does it mean that one who is telling the truth, can, he has to be vehement or he has to be literally putting a gun on your head and saying, see if you don't believe in my God, now, I'll shoot you. Then what is the point? So there are these people in this world today who are forcing other people to believe in what they are doing is truth in the name of God. So do you believe in that kind of a reality or do you believe in the person who says you know there is no God. So this is what it means. Furthermore the world cannot be permanently real for it partakes of the nature of not only the absolute reality but also the illusion disguising that reality. So I just explained to you. The reality is disguised, can never be understood. So if somebody says, have you seen God? No, I have not seen God. But I go to the temple, I go to the church, I feel very nice. And there are those idiots in this world who will say, God is all about peace, tranquility, happiness, yoga, meditation and all the bullshit. 95% of the world doesn't believe in yoga, meditation and all that nonsense. So are the 95% right or the 5% right? Can you say that? So the guy who is doing meditation, is he right? Look at the other side. Nobody does meditation in this world. On the other side, isn't it? People are bothered about going to work, making money, doing this, doing that. Running around, you know, thinking about the wife, children, money making, everything is going on. They will say that is real. And this meditative stuff, bullshit and nonsense. You know what? I go for the classes because I just want to get away from my wife. Is that the real thing? Yeah, I hate this thing, you know. I don't want that bloody boss of mine. He's a pain in the ass. So let me just take that, you know, two days off and go for meditation. And I will take this, you know, retreat. They, these people have announced, you know, Saturday, Sunday, there is a retreat in the mountains. I'll go to Colorado. I'll sit in the mountains over there. I will do meditation. Wow, that's a great thing. And after Colorado, what happens? And then get back into the same. So early in the morning, Monday morning, you get to see a horrible face right there in the sky. And, you know, in front of you. and The boss is calling you. Come here. I told you to submit on Friday evening. What happened? Oh, I forgot. ASAP, I wanted just now. You don't know. The customers are waiting over there. What happened to all the meditation for two days that you were doing over there? It got lost. So, even if some idiot says, you know, that I do meditation, I do yoga sana, I do pranayama, I do this and I do that. After pranayama, that person is taking his asthma, you know, bottle and... <laughs> He's doing that. So what pranayama are you talking about? So the reality is never in concurrence with the truth, you know, whatever that we are projecting to the world. So never say this. Okay, I am getting peace of mind. It's nonsense, there is no peace of mind if you are going to think like that. Peace of mind is not outside. Peace of mind is not going and doing some yoga toga and all that. Got it? Peace of mind is inside of you. Your mind, M-I-N-D, has to be silent. No thought process. If the husband says, Why are you like this? I told you to give me a cup of tea. You are giving me a coffee and this and that. And then there is a very big tamasha after that. Why is this happening? Oh, you made a mistake. Fine. You made a mistake. But why is the tamasha happening after that? Think. This is the problem. You don't need to get upset just because somebody is saying something to you. Think about it. That person has got a, you know, diarrheal tongue. You know what, you understand diarrheal tongue, no? Diarrhea. Verbal diarrhea comes out of his mouth. What can you do? Are you supposed to hear it? you don't need to hear it maybe you can say okay I am sorry I will get you a cup of coffee you can go make a cup of coffee and give but what happens in normal life in normal life it is completely different it is the the person says I told you to get me a cup of coffee or let us say you have gone to a restaurant and in the restaurant in Indian restaurants you know what ah, what about this that and all these kind of things are going on and suddenly you are saying you know I want Mysore Masala Toza and that fellow comes and plonks in front of you, masala dosa. You give him a stare like this. tumko Bola, Mysore Masala Dosa. And Tum Masala Dosa And when he is going back, you are saying you already took 20 minutes to get a Masala dosa. I mean your Mysore Masala, which is not a Mysore Masala. And now you will take another 20 minutes to get my order. What kind of a nonsense is this? So I am wasting 40 minutes over here? And then I have to eat it? So this is where the problem lies. We are upset because something went wrong. But let us say, we need not be upset. It's okay. does not matter. Mysore masala and masala dosa goes inside the stomach, becomes one with the juices inside the stomach and nothing remains the same. You know that, no? Or you don't know that. You will be drinking coffee, you will be having a masala dosa, maybe you will have even a kulfi after that, I don't care, whatever you have. The water which is there, it all goes in one big pit over there in the stomach and gets mixed around. Just imagine you are putting one masala dosa, one one coffee, one uh, juice, one whatever and... Putting in a mixer and doing like this, and then drinking it. That's what is going on in your stomach. And for that stupid one minute, you have forgotten that that is what happens inside your stomach. You will say it's a matter of taste. Yes, it's a matter of taste. Of course, it's all the senses that are that are titillating you, isn't it? Huh? Correct. <laughs> it's the senses which are titillating you. You will say, it is, it is to titillate the senses, that is the only reason why we are doing this kind of a thing. So now you understand what is the question, what is the meaning of the word reality and all these things. The reality is outside. The titillation of senses is the reality according to you. But what is the reality? Going inside the stomach, everything becomes one. You understood this? And for that half a minute, which you are going to put inside that thing in your mouth... Till that time, till the taste buds are working, it is supposed to be your reality. But the true world is not like that. Right? So, now if there is a vegetarian amongst these people over here. Now let us say the vegetarian fellow is eating one, one, you know, one cutlet or something. You understand what a cutlet is, right? So he is eating a cutlet. After he has eaten... Just tell him, oh I'm sorry, I thought I gave you a non-vegetarian cutlet. <laughs> this person will have no peace after that. Okay. It is how you project it out. What is the real thing? You are just pulling his leg maybe. It is like, you know, somebody is, now everybody is drinking. And there are five glasses. Okay. And there is a sixth glass in which you have put just the coke. And you give it to a friend of yours who is a teetotaler. He doesn't drink. And that fellow is thinking he's drinking coke. After he finishes, you tell him, Are, isme drinks dala tha. <gasps> Oh my God! I've got contaminated. I don't know what I'm going to do. Shiva, 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 shiva. I have to go to the temple and take a bath. Oh my God! What do you mean by taking a bath? That, that liquor from your body is going to go or what? Is not going to go. This is the stupidity which human beings you know always tend to think of. You know? If I take a bath, everything will be fine. So if I if I eat chicken and non-vegetarian, you know, for a puja, before puja, and then I take a bath, oh, I have become very pure and clean. The purity and cleanliness is in the mind, boss. It is not in the body. A body is full of crap. Okay. You, you want to know how it is? You remember this uh, movie, uh, where Julia Roberts is going and uh, you know, doing something. She files a case and all that. Now, in that movie, now let us say you are going to have a bath in that water. The water which is contaminated. I'm sorry, you are never going to have peace of mind. And if you are staying in Singapore, and let us say you are going there for the first time. Okay. And you say, oh my God, this water is so beautiful, so pure, clean and perfect. Or oh, you are drinking directly from the tap? Yes, you are drinking from the tap. The purity of the water is there. After you finish drinking, after you have finished your tour, you know, and let tell that person, you know. You know, all the water which goes into the toilet, we clean it up and then we again send it back through our pipelines. And that is what you have been drinking. You mean to say the thing which I washed my ass with? Yes, of course! You took your bath and you washed your ass and you washed your vessels and you cleaned your clothes. That is the water you are drinking. After that, that person will have no peace of mind. So till the time he was drinking that water from the tap, he was feeling, oh, this is so pure, so clean. But once you tell him this is the water that you were drinking, no way is he going to have peace of mind. So what is real in that case? And what is unreal in that case? So, any idiot who is telling you, na, if I take a bath, I am going to become pure, just ask him, okay, boss, the pani jisnitum nisnan kiya no ho toilet ka panita. Pure both ho gayatum. Singapore me aanka, both purity aata hai. A pura dunya me both purity hai, tumare liye. It's all bullshit and nonsense. So, don't fall for those kind of things. So, reality is only God. But God can never be seen. But that is the thing that we are telling you that even if you don't see God, think about him as real boss. And there is a person who is a scientist and who says, you know, there is no God on this planet Earth. And he says it with like that, you know, and he gives you a solid Dasubhashan and all that. You believe in that person, but you don't believe in this person who is talking to you very softly. This is the truth. Actually, the visible form of this world are just an imaginary arrangement resorted to by a succession of ignorant persons in order to facilitate their material affairs. Did you understand this line now? When I said to you, the visible form of this world are just an imaginary arrangement resorted to by a succession, one person after another after another of ignorant persons in order to facilitate their material affairs so one scientist will tell another scientist will tell another scientist will tell the whole world and you watch the programs and you say yes this person is absolutely right you know this world did not get created by god it got created by you know the big bang theories and this and that is it a, it's a very strange thing we believe in big bang whereas the person who is telling you the story may be just 50 or 60 years old what nonsense is he talking about what big bang has he seen in his life no big bang in, Even in, maybe the only big bang that he has heard is a big bang from his wife who, who must have beaten him black and blue one day that's the only big bang that he has experienced in his life But it is postulation, it is theories, they are just trying to come up with some answers. But nobody knows the truth. The truth can never be understood. Right? So that is the reason why that is unreal. But these ignorant people make it sound so real that we believe in the truth. And what happens to the person who knows the truth? He has read Bible, he has read all the, you know, all the Puranas, he has read everything. And he says to you, God is real. God created this earth. God created this moon and the stars and this and that. God created you and me. And you have listened to this other fellow. What? God never created. I was born from my mother and father. Okay? Don't give me that bullshit. I have a DNA of my father and mother. And that is supposed to be the truth. Why? Because some ignorant people have proved it to you that that is the DNA. Okay? And this is how it appears. I hope you understood the lines. With their various meanings and implications. The learned words of your Vedas bewilder all persons whose mind has been dulled by hearing the incantation of sacrificial rituals. This is something which we keep on doing. A cat crossing our path. We believe it is real. Some things which have been told to us, you know what? You have this Vrata. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Every day of the week you have, you meet, you know. Today is Lakshmi's day. Tomorrow is Anuanji's day. Day after tomorrow is Sai Baba's day. I don't eat meat during these days. But the rest of the days, it's okay. Sai Baba's day is gone. Thursday is gone, so Friday I can eat. Friday is Lakshmi's day. Oh, no, 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 I cannot eat. Okay, some day will be somebody else's day, boss then what will you do these are the false meanings that we take out that means some person some idiot somewhere has told us something and we believe in that nonsense our parents have ours you know told us this is what you got to believe you know you know today's day and age there's a young girl and the mother says you know what this is your uncle he is my brother and then what happens you believe in your uncle and the same idiot comes and molests you when you grow up at that time what happened to that uncle he says I am your uncle what what is the reality in that case so some people have told us something false why are we going by that falsehood the real is what the vedas are talking about From what the holy books are talking about. We don't believe in all that. But we believe in some idiot who comes to our house to do pujas for us. You know puja part they come and do. And they will say you know. Oh you have to get 21 narials. You have to do this. You have to get 5 litres of milk. You do this that that. Oh my god. And then he will tell you something also. He will say. I want at least half kg of you know cashews, Half kg of badams, Half kg of what we call them as kishmish sir I am having a small puja half kg of badam half kg of kishmish why do you require all that god wants that which god that fat fellow who is doing the puja he wants it at the end of the day you have to give him everything that is there no next morning or maybe in the evening I think this is how the world is. So now you understand, after hearing the sacrificial rituals and the false incantations, we say you know, bali chadana, this karna, that karna, all that is that nonsense is there. So don't listen to all that, just listen to the Vedas. That is what this chapter is all about, to understand the truth about the Vedas, that is what is the word of God. The word of God is also concocted by the way, the way people put it across is a a nonsensical way. The truth is never understood. So truth can only be told to you by God himself who has written the Vedas or the master, one of the two. Since the universe did not exist prior to the creation and and will no longer exist after its annihilation, we conclude that in the interim it is nothing more than a manifestation imagined to be visible within you whose spiritual enjoyment never changes we liken this universe to the transformation of various material substances into diverse forms certainly those who believe that this figment of the imagination is substantially real are less intelligent so this verse is talking about in the beginning there was nothing in the end there will be nothing now in the middle I am there of course you are there so if you are there before you were born, you know, in India we have these tolas of gold, huh? we say, na, so many sovereigns of gold, a woman will say, na, I got you know, 25 sovereigns or something like that from, so you got so many sovereigns of gold, 10 sovereigns of gold, let us say. Before you were born, where was the question of the gold? Nowhere and once you take the gold and go away and after you die what happens to that gold nothing happens to it because to you it does not matter you are dead correct does it matter to you if you are dead it doesn't even you don't even care a damn same way with property isn't it my father and mother they gave me one acre of land somewhere very good or maybe one flat mere flat hai. people say like that so till you are there the bapka flat goes on but your brother comes and says oh sir bapka flat tira bapka mera bhi bap 50-50 and the other brother says no I am the elder one I am supposed to stay over here you get lost what happens over there so there is a very big reality in front of you that reality stands isn't it but you die then what happens to the reality? Oh, bap konsa flat konsa jindagi konsi, and bhai konsa? Nothing remains, isn't it? We are so much interested in what happens right in front of our nose. Correct? We are bothered about paying extra to somebody. The auto rickshaw fellow instead of charging 100 bucks is charging 200 bucks. We are worried about it. these are the things which bother to us and see this verse it says prior to the creation there was nothing existing after the creation also nothing exists so it is nothing more but just now at this point in time it is nothing more than a manifestation imagined to be visible within you visible within you these words are very peculiar what do they say think about it now, a person is going to a, maybe a, a bar. Okay. Now he goes and orders a, pair, a drink for himself. Now this person has come from some other state. Okay, he goes to this bar, he sees a bar over there, enters the bar and he orders a drink. And when he is sitting with the drink and he is drinking it, one man approaches him and talks in a very different kind of a you know provocative talk which is a sexual in nature and then this person looks around <gasps> i am in a gay bar Woo! i am in the wrong place till the time he enters and he's drinking the whatever he's drinking it didn't make any sense to him but the moment somebody approached him it made a big difference. So now think, perception and reality. The perception is one, the reality is another. We perceive things in a different manner and the reality is completely different. Person who is not married, I want to get married, I want to get married. They look at a woman or a woman looks at a man and says, Oh, this is so nice, I want to get married. When a girl is 18, 20 years old, 22, 24 years old, she says, I want to get married, I want to settle down, I want to have my children, I want to have a family. All the nonsense she thinks of. The guy also says, oh, she's a hot babe, I want to get married to her. Hot babe you want to get married to? Oh, life will be so fun, so... So fun and so... Before marriage, everything is perfect. Now marriage happens and the girl who was thinking about happily married forever meals and boons type of a thing looks at life oh my god you know what I have to get up in the morning I have to make tea also I have to cook for this idiot he snores away to glory he sleeps with his half chadis oh my god look at him look at this idiot who is sleeping next to me he doesn't even know how he is sleeping he sleeps with his mouth open (sighs) like that But this is not what you had thought of. You had thought of a tall, dark, handsome guy who is always, oh my god, wearing some nice clothes and all that. And here you have one big fat fellow with a big stomach over there lying like this next to you in bed. Oh, you are very happy about this idiot. And then he comes home and he expects you to do all the running around. Even buying groceries is your problem, not his. His mother coming to stay with him, perfect. Your mother coming to stay? No, 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 no. How many days she's going to be there? You better send her away, okay? She interferes in my life. But what about his mother? It doesn't interfere. And the wife. Now, I have said from the husband's point of view, he is such a, I don't know what you call him. Now, look at it from the man's point of view. The man has never thought that there is something which is called PMS. <gasps> I never thought that there is PMS What is PMS? Oh premenstrual syndrome She gets very hyper before Before she gets her period Oh my god I was never ready for that But she looks so beautiful otherwise No, Before marriage she looked beautiful Now she has got PMS And then she says You go to the market and buy Whisper I can't do that What will that chemist think of me? Or what will this paper? Okay fine, you are going to a supermarket. When you are billing also, you don't want to be seen with that kind of an object. Think! And then you go to the gynecologist. Were you ready for that? You were never ready for this. And then you have the children crying like that if you have children. I want children, I want children, I want children. Bullshit you want children. The moment you have a child, first and foremost, the 9 months, you may end up with a PCOD. You know what a PCOD stands for? Polycystic ovarian syndrome. Okay. PCOS as they call it. I never knew I had a PCOS. Okay. So there is a PCOS now. After that, oh. Oh I did a caesarean cross-section, I don't know, you know these are certain words which nobody hears of before they were getting married. I did a caesarean cross-section. What is a caesarean cross-section? I don't know. What is caesarean? Oh you cut open the stomach and you remove the baby like that. Oh oh my god, I never thought that I had to go through caesarean. Okay, and after that what happens? Oh the doctor says there was an adhesion happening. What is adhesion happening? I don't know what is an adhesion. What's an adhesion? I don't know what's an addition like. But these are the terms that you hear later on. And you are not even ready for it. This is the reality which you face. So what is this that you are running after? You are running after some nonsensical stuff which you don't know anything about. It does not mean that you should not run after. You should be ready for accepting all this nonsense. Are you ready for accepting all this? You are not ready. You don't want. You only want the good stuff, you don't want the bad stuff. You say, oh, I don't want that. But boss, you have to go through it. So better go through it, isn't it? It's very important to go through it. So, this is what reality appears and what is perception. Perception is, oh, very beautiful, tall, dark, handsome, beautiful stuff. And what is the reality? You know, he wears men's products. What? Oh, he puts that Rithik Roshan gel on his Tobra and all that. And by the way, he's got such a long pokey beard. <gasps> the pokey beard, when he kisses me, it is hurting me all over the place. Oh, you are not ready for that, is it? When he kisses you, it's hurting you. But that is the stupid reality. It is not that a clean shaven guy who comes and who kisses like that. This is all the unreal stuff which is shown in the films. This is where the problem lies. And you cannot change the problem. So, this thing, we liken this universe to the transformation of various material substances into diverse forms. Certainly those who believe in the figment of imagination is substantially real are less intelligent. So those who believe in this kind of a nonsense stuff, they are absolutely less, their brains are very little over there. Please understand. It's like yesterday, you know, I just put up. uh, Okay. Now, a Roman goes to a bar and he raises two fingers and he says, give me five glasses of beer. The intelligent person will say, when a person raises two fingers, how can he give five glasses of beer? He's a Roman, he did like this, five. Yes, yes, now that is correct. Five like this, it is five in Roman, sir. This is called intelligence. How do you perceive the same thing in a different manner? What is the real and what is the unreal? So this is what we have to understand. And by the way, these are, it sounds like a stupid question, but it is the truth. How do you see it? How do you perceive it? So the perception is different than the reality. Always remember this. The illusory material nature attracts the minute living entity to embrace her. And as a result, he assumes forms composed by her qualities. Subsequently, he loses all his spiritual qualities and must undergo repeated deaths. You, however, avoid the material energy in the same way that a snake abandons its old skin. Glorious of your possession of eight mystic perfections, you enjoy unlimited opulences. Now, the first line only I need to explain to you. You know, you say, you know, you know, I love avocado juice. Aba, ba, 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 avocado. boss. India mein avocado I only drink avocado juice avocado juice and the second thing you know I love passion fruit you know passion fruit African thing India mean aya tabhi what passion fruit is so we go by perceptions which have got created in our mind you know how we look at it I love kiwi. Kiwi. Australia Australia and New Zealand, mein banta hai ho. kiwi. So, and you will find that there are lots of people who are Indians who believe, oh, hi, hi, hi. They, they speak like that in an American way and they think they have become American. Thoda kam hai Upper. Sir, ek kawwe ko na, paint white color, ka paint to bagla nahi banega. Samaj mein aaya kya? White paint I am I'm sure you know those who don't understand Hindi will I have to translate into English so if I paint the crow white in color doesn't make him a swan so don't try to think like that you are a crow who has got a white paint on him you are a brown skinned person don't try to behave like a white skinned person there are lots of people who try to put on false accents who try to believe, oh this is my habit, you know, I only eat with fork and knife and spoons and this and Really? In India you are taught to eat with fork and spoons and knives? Oh, do you have a toilet roll? Toilet roll, India may paani nahi milta ya, bhai, toilet roll chahiye. Aap, think about the stupidity. We are used to washing our ass with water, boss. And what are you doing? You are trying to adopt other people's culture. It's not that their culture is bad. But think about it from this point of view. Your ass is still dirty. Huh? The paper has got dirtier. You need to destroy the paper. What do you do? Think. And then you are going and sitting and eating with your hands. Ah. Sounds very funny. No, I don't eat with my hands. I eat I eat with fork and spoon and all that. Fork and spoon. Still you will not get the diseases. Okay, why? Fine. I mean that's the reason why you get those diseases? It's not because of that. I don't want to get into the disease aspect of it just now. But think about it. This is how we are. We are hypocrites. So this kind of thing which he says. We as a, see, the illusory material nature. This is an illusory material nature. I use only toilet rolls, paper rolls. Illusory. Attract the minute living entity to embrace her. So the person says, I don't, I don't use water, I use only toilet rolls. As a result, he assumes forms composed of her quality. Whatever they see, they adopt it. Think. So, Subsequently, he loses all his spiritual qualities and must undergo repeated deaths. This person forgets the true nature of who he is. Can you make this person back into an Indian? No way. No way can you make him an Indian. Till the day, till the day, think about it. Till the day, he is walking on the streets. And four or five Gorelok come and beat the hell out of him. You understand what I am saying? That day you say, you know, oh, they thought I am from the Middle East. I am an Indian, you know, they don't understand I am an Indian. But sir, you are an Indian only to somebody, only to yourself. But to that guy, you look like Middle Eastern fellow. All Dadiwala Babas, please remember this. Okay, in this satsang there are Dadiwala Baba sitting. Please remember this thing which you are saying, na, someday you might be thought of as a Middle Eastern guy. Okay? And you may get into trouble. Why? And you shave your thing and you say, no, I am from India. No, you are a Pakistani. Because everybody is a Paki, by the way. Isn't it? And Pakistani means you are a bloody terrorist. And this is the way how world thinks and then the reality sinks in tuck. Using toilet roll doesn't make me an American, sir. You understand this? This is the truth. Using toilet roll doesn't make you a white-skinned person. It, it just tells you you are an idiot who a crow who is painting himself white in color. Remember, this is what it is. So this person forgets the truth. The truth is you are a spiritual person. Just because you have a parent, just because you have a husband and wife, just because you have a children, just because you are working somewhere, doesn't make you non-spiritual. You are still the spiritual person who has forgotten spirituality. So you have a wife, you have a child, you know, I have to work very hard. Where is the time to think about God? Where is the time to be spiritual? I don't know what spirituality is about. What do you mean by you don't know what spirituality is about? Who is Parshuram? I don't know. You don't know. Then whom do you know? I only hear about Allah. Okay. At least you have heard about Allah. At least you know that much. But you don't know Parshuram. Okay then what do you know about God? This thing has been forgotten. This concept about life has been completely forgotten. And the the reality can never be understood. This is what he means. Subsequently, he loses the spiritual qualities and must undergo repeated deaths. Because of his stupidity, he will be creating karmas which will put him into a loop which is called life and death, life and death, life and death, life and death. But God is talking about Krishna. So we come back to the separate lines where he says, you however avoid the material energy in the same way that a snake abandons the old skin, glorious of your possession of eight mystic perfections, you enjoy unlimited opulency. So we have come back to the verse where the person is addressing Krishna. We started with this whole thing and now we have come back to the same place where we started. Abhi flashback Khatam, Abhi main story Chalo. So the sage is telling Krishna you are the one who has taken just this form. Now I understand that you are the only thing real in this world. Because you have these eight qualities. What are these eight perfections? these are there, the perfections are there different kinds of opulences are there with the Lord that is only the real and you enjoy unlimited opulences I will do one last verse I think or should I or shouldn't I anyway I will at least start the verse maybe I will take myself I have got another 4 more minutes to go member of the renounced order who fail to uproot the last traces of material desire in their heart remain impure and thus you do not allow them to understand you although you are present within their heart for them you are like a jewel worn round the neck of a man who has totally forgotten it is there O oh Lord those who practice yoga only for sense gratification and suffer punishment both form this life and the next form death who do not realize, release them and from you whose kingdom they cannot reach beautiful verse very simply I can explain to you in 2 minutes there are people who have joined the spiritual domain you know they say oh I want to become spiritualist very good you want to become spiritualist in the first line he says member of the renounced order those who have joined to become a renunciate those who want to become a swamiji sannyasis, or whatever the hell that you are talking about okay if they go back into the domain of saying oh you know it's so simple maybe I'll have my last one for the road One for the road doesn't put an end to anything. Do you understand this? No one for the road. So, if you are not able to uproot the last traces of material desire, you will still remain impure. You say for yourself, you know what, I am going to join uh, an ashram. And in the ashram they give you A cotton cloth. An orange cotton piece of cloth. I am not used to wearing cotton. I wear only silk. Is silk available? Yeah, silk is available. I will give you an orange cloth made of silk. And then you wear the lungi around yourself. Okay? I love to wear it this way you love to wear it this way you are an idiot you are not a renunciate at all a renunciate is a person who doesn't care a damn whether it is silk or cotton or whatever it is so this person who still has that material desire he is going to remain impure and what does the god do to this kind of people and thus he doesn't allow god doesn't allow him to understand him so this person who comes with the silk dhoti or silk kurta or white colour, Shubra, white, you know, everything uh, washing powder, Nirma, washing powder nirma. This is the this is a cataline when you see this white fellow walking on stage. We like that. You see all these Babajis who wear the pure white. Chak, 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 chak. And you look at him and he says, Oh, this is Rin ka ad, this is Nirma ka ad, this is Surf Kayad yahan pe." Such a person, God says to such a person, Sorry, boss, you won't know me. So, even this person who is wearing this kind of clothes, he doesn't take. And you who present within their heart for you are like a jewel worn around the neck of a man who has totally forgotten it there. So, you become, God becomes to him only one form of a ritual, you know. He will do all the Babaji rituals in the world. Kavij lagayega, ye karega, wo karega, all this nonsense. So, Oh Lord, those who practice yoga only for sense gratification, must suffer punishment both in this life. Sense gratification. A person who practices yoga only for getting happiness, peace, love, understanding, blah blah, nonsense stuff, you know. I am sorry. A person who thinks that he is doing yoga, meditation for peace or happiness will never get anything. Will never get God in his life. So next time before you join yoga classes and say, "You know, I want to have a peace of mind. Sir, then you come for my satsang, I'll give you a peace of mind. Okay? So don't tell me that you have joined yoga classes for peace of mind. Then you be ready for a peace of mind from me also. So, that person must suffer punishment both in this life and the next. It's written over here, huh? those who practice yoga only for sense gratification must suffer punishment both in this life and next from death who will not release them and from you whose kingdom they cannot reach so they will never be able to reach God whichever way you look at it Okay, so I shall stop over here and we shall continue tomorrow I know this is going very slow